You're listening to Peace Out, a Women Against Gun Violence podcast hosted by Saba Johnson, me. For over 25 years, Women Against Gun Violence has prevented gun violence through its innovative programs and by promoting strong and effective gun legislation. To support this organization and podcast, consider making a donation at our website, www.wagv.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Peace Out. Today, I am joined by Hallie McRae, a senior at Palisades Charter High School. She's actually been working with Women Against Gun Violence for quite some time now. In fact, she organized a school-wide walkout shortly after the Parkland shooting two years ago, and has been an activist for gun violence and human rights ever since. So welcome, Hallie. Thank you so much for having me, Saba. So Hallie, first, just to start off, what do you want to tell your parents about guns? I think the main thing I would tell my parents and as well as my extended family, anyone older, is that they need to start taking into consideration that even if gun violence and doesn't affect our families personally or our lives very closely, it does affect the lives of many others and that everybody can play a part in. Um, and that everybody, whether guns are truly present in your life, or not, everybody can play a part in gun violence prevention, including safe gun storage. Yep, I absolutely agree. So basically, we live in LA. We live in a very liberal part of LA and California in general, and also we go to a very dominantly like liberal school, but that doesn't really reflect what we have at home. So do your parents' political beliefs, especially as it relates to guns, do they differ a lot from your own? I'm fortunate to have parents whose beliefs especially about gun violence and gun violence prevention align very closely with mine so i have been fortunate enough to grow up in a household without guns and one that does not advocate for owning guns and that my parents do understand the importance of safe gun storage and how crucial it is to the well-being of children and teens throughout their young adult lives and growing up into adulthood all right so uh, last time when we were speaking with Ben, he talked about how his family on both sides, they came from a different country more recently to America. So they never really experienced the full extent of American politics and gun violence and con- uh, control. So is that the same for your family? Both of my parents did grow up in the United States. My mom grew up on the East Coast in New York and while she was growing up it was certainly a different time and the neighborhood she was in wasn't as liberal and progressive as the neighborhood we are in today in LA so her experience was certainly different she would have friends who have guns in their houses her friends and their families would have different opinions and gun violence wasn't as prominent and so They definitely have that mindset that it isn't as big a deal as we've seen it in our lifetimes, but I am fortunate enough to say that they truly do understand the quote-unquote progressive ideals that we are dealing with and that we believe that gun storage and gun violence prevention are so important. They do agree with those. So you talk about how there's essentially a mutual understanding between you and your family regarding gun violence and opinions regarding guns at all. However, I think it's obvious to ask, how often do you actually talk to your parents and your family about guns at all? I would say that before I started volunteering with Women Against Gun Violence, 
I didn't speak with them about gun violence prevention or gun storage really at all. Uh, It was just not a topic that was brought up. And I feel that especially when we were in middle school and in elementary school, this wasn't something that was addressed throughout the schools. It wasn't in any of the handbooks before you got there. It wasn't in any of the demonstrations. There were no drills as frequently as we have fire drills or earthquake drills. And so this wasn't really a topic that was brought up in my household, especially being a relatively liberal one where we don't own guns and we don't promote the use of them. But certainly after I started volunteering with Women Against Gun Violence and getting more involved in gun violence prevention, we did begin to talk about it more, not so much as to how gun violence affects our lives, but as to how it affects the lives lives of others in our community, in our friend groups, in just our closer circles and the nation as a whole. I get that. Um, Although on that note, has your, if I may ask, have you or your family ever encountered in a situation where guns were involved and really how does that influence your conversations with them, whether or not you've experienced it? So personally, I cannot recall there being a time where we have had to fear for our lives or our well-being due to gun violence. But definitely in our community, I come from a Jewish background and I still grow up in a Jewish family. And so just with the case of anti-Semitism going around as well, there have been times that we have gone on lockdown at my temple due to uh, just kind of fears and precautions. And so this was definitely kind of a learning experience and we had to learn and grow and really come to face the reality that there is this kind of cross between gun violence and any form of hatred, whether it be homophobia or sexism, racism, or anti-Semitism, just to name a few. So while these weren't exactly personal encounters with gun violence, thank God that there wasn't anything bad that actually did happen. Uh, But this is definitely something that we've had to think about, and especially being in this community, something that we have to face and just be ready for. After those instances, do you guys still go to the same temple? Is there a different air or a different attitude? Does it change anything? It didn't change too much. I've definitely noticed that the temple loves to keep things definitely very calm and they don't want to raise any concerns where they're not needed. But there certainly has been an increase in security, which is certainly for the better because you can never be too careful. But there has never been a thought of switching temples or anything as just per that community that we've been able to establish and build. And we do know, I believe, within the community that we are all here for each other. And as you've been saying, God forbid something happened, but we are all here for each other and we will work past any obstacle that comes in the way of our well-being. It's a shame because you shouldn't have to. You really shouldn't have to. Exactly. Right? But... With that being said, obviously, so your temple and other institutions, mosques, schools, unfortunately, you know, safe havens and places of refuge for people of all backgrounds, they've had to take precautions, obviously, to make their communities even safer from external threats. So what I have to ask you is, have you had to talk to your parents about them changing their behaviors in order to ensure their safety or vice versa? This is definitely something that I have brought up. My mom did grow up in Brooklyn, New York, and just back in the 70s and 80s growing up in that time, it was different, and she grew up not in one of the most affluent neighborhoods, so she definitely did have to have her guard up most of the time, and she's kind of carried this attitude 
throughout her lifetime, especially moving over here to L.A., where it's much different than over there in Brooklyn. And the times obviously have changed, but she still does carry this attitude of, I'm always on edge and I know what to do in case there is an incident in which I need to face somebody. But also going back then to when she was growing up, gun violence wasn't as prominent. So obviously still horrible if something were to happen, but most often guns weren't a factor in that. And now you really do have to be careful in any situation because you never know who has a gun. You never know if it's concealed and you just can't see it or if it's smaller, a handheld gun. So there have definitely been times where I just kind of remind her like, hey, just want to make sure that we are (laughs) politely addressing everybody and always go in with a kind of positive mindset because if something were ever to happen, if you have that mindset and you aren't so ready to attack, then it'll allow you to better maneuver the situation. Right. Yeah, it's a shame because, I mean, my parents would tell me at some points when, uh, like when my mom would listen to the news and nearly every day there's another mass shooting that happened and she would say America has become a war zone. And I kind of have to agree with her, not because of, well, it's not like it's um, similar to the LA riots because that was compared to a war zone where it was just constant violence in the streets and really just reckless interpersonal violence but really um the fact that everyone's always on guard that they're really waiting for an attack just to defend and then recover and then rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat over and over and over again and this has been happening for decades really because a huge gun legislation comprehensive hasn't really been passed or entirely enforced so all right so uh moving on so how you obviously Uh, consider yourself an activist you do all the action alerts and you also go to a lot of marches whether it be a march for gun violence or for women's rights um you're pretty well versed in those so obviously i think you and i both know that there is an obvious risk of gun violence in a mass shooting in such a crowd and two years ago we were about what 16 15 so you obviously had to get permission from your parents to go to these marches so with that being said given the risk Did you have to do any convincing? How scared were your parents and how scared were you? Yeah, so this is definitely a subject that has really touched in my life. So as you said, I am a big activist and I do frequently attend rallies and marches and try to be as physically present as possible when fighting for causes that I believe in. So gun violence is certainly one that I do frequently attend rallies and marches or LAUSD board meetings or whatever it may be. And definitely the first year that I went to a gun violence prevention march, which was a few months after the shooting in Parkland, my parents had big worries about allowing me to go. And at the time, I was only 15 years old, so I did need to get permission, and I did need their approval to allow me to go. And they know how passionate I am about fighting against gun violence and know that I do genuinely enjoy going and meeting new people and standing up for causes that I believe in. But they were certainly scared about the possible risks that came with going, especially being in downtown LA. There are a lot of people and as much security as they can try to get. It is an open space and there are many risks associated with being at a march that size. And that was definitely a point where I needed to convince them very strongly to allow me to go. And luckily, I did end up being able to, but it was a concern, and it was also a concern in my mind that 
you never can be so sure of what is going to happen, especially in such a large crowd. There were tens of thousands of people who attended, and you never know. Somebody could have slipped in pretending to be an activist or somebody who does care about gun violence prevention when in reality they are working to perpetuate the situation of gun violence in the country. So that's definitely a big point that is also applied to not only gun violence prevention marches, but immigration rallies, women's rights rallies, Mm -hmm. whatever the cause may be. This is something that is a big issue and a genuine concern for myself and my family. Yeah, honestly, same thing as you. I, my mom obviously has concerns if I ever want to go to a march or a rally. However, I think her concerns lie more with, especially with political rallies that she's witnessed in like her home country of Iran. Those were met with fierce opposition, not only from the government, but also from just opposition groups. And so I think her fear is entirely justified that, that an opposition group that is maybe not fostered by the um, excuse me, sponsored by the government or otherwise, they will take severe, harmful, dangerous action towards the activists. And I'm not going to lie, it's, it's, it's hard to convince her when that is present in her mind. So I don't blame her state of vigilance, but I'm also not upset about my own state of vigilance because I think if I don't have that, then really what's, re- what's, what's protecting me besides just sheer hope? Yeah, exactly. I agree. And it's sad that we do have to think with that mindset and really consider all of our options and see if it is the best for our safety and well-being to attend these marches or rallies or gatherings, whatever the event may be, just to really pursue whatever it is that we're passionate about and that we can't just do that safely with the certainty that we will be okay and we will come back in the same condition as we attended therein. I agree. I mean, on the note of our parents kind of letting us go and letting us grow up and really, because, I mean, if you ask me, again, we were 15 when Parkland happened and that was devastating because we were in the thick of high school. We weren't leaving high school for another two years and now we're in the last year and given that we're in the last year, we're about to head off to college. Soon enough, very scary, but for our parents, it's even scarier, I can't imagine, and I don't know about you, but there's a possibility of me going far, you know, coast to coast. Um, I know for you, you love New York, you know, place of origin. That Yeah, I am definitely looking closer towards the East Coast, and especially New York, and being in LA, such a spread out city, uh, there are definitely different concerns that pertain to gun violence, but if I do end up Within the next year, going to New York or even just another smaller, more concentrated city on the Mm. East Coast or wherever it may be, um, gun violence over there is certainly another big aspect that my parents and I have both had concerns about. And going to a new campus, which isn't something here in L.A. that I've known, whether from my older siblings or just hearing people talk about it in my neighborhoods, this is going to be somewhere completely new, completely separate where I most likely don't know the neighborhood and I don't know the people there. I don't know the exact climate of kind of that area where I'm going to be living possibly for four years. So that's definitely been a big concern. And especially being new and when you're incoming going in as a freshman, you usually don't know all of the areas and the secret ways that you could get around or places that you need to hide if for any reason you would need to. And here, especially at Pali, we've been trained with where to go if there is an active shooter on campus, points of exit on 
the site or places to go within the school. And going in new as a freshman, you usually don't know all of these places. And so you're not as well equipped as you would be here somewhere where you're more comfortable in your hometown, your home school. And so it's definitely going to be a new adjustment. And I feel that in our time, we have to take on more responsibility of making sure that we know where to go and we know what to do in any place that we may face gun violence. And I know my mom, God bless her, she is so concerned about that, especially if I go to a big city like maybe Chicago or Baltimore or New York, Hartford, you know, places that have, you know, the occasional gunshot hole in the windows, you know, things like that. But all I can really tell her to ease her fears is that I'll be careful, and I know that may not be enough, but I also make sure to tell her that I promise, I promise, I promise that in whatever state I go to, I will vote. Because maybe some of the states we want to go to college or will go to college to may be red, maybe it's purple, maybe it's blue, but just not as blue as California. And so the safeguards that we expect from our government and from our legislators, they just may not be there. And unfortunately, we have to take the resp- not unfortunately it is you know concerned the governance things like that that we should take the responsibility of making sure that the laws enacted reflect our interests however to create laws in such a state of violence i can't imagine that even to our best efforts turning out well for us and i don't know how to explain to my parents that because well my mom has only been here for about 20 years but for parents who have been here throughout the 60s 70s and 80s and the 90s they were more so able to see that their vote went more directly to the ideas that they wanted enacted it wasn't as much of a maze a political cornfield of just having to unfold the actual interests of politicians and then we get into corporate funding but that's for another podcast but i don't know what you would think about that Yeah, so we will both be able to vote in the next presidential election in 2020, which is super exciting. Um, But that definitely does come with a lot of responsibility, not just for that election, but for all elections there on out. And gun violence has certainly been a big measure that I know both you and I have been invested in and have been following in the news and in passes of legislation or just proposed legislation that pertains to gun violence and the prevention of it. So this is definitely a huge factor to consider when we are going to start voting and going to the polling places to be able to vote on this legislation that pertains to gun violence prevention. Yeah, I agree. I mean, as much as I am excited about being able to vote and being able to more so directly enact change, I don't know how to convey to my parents if in the horrible event that I vote and I mobilize everyone I know and I mobilize people who maybe were apathetic before and I do everything in my own power to make sure people are voting and that they're voting for common sense gun laws and things of that nature. I don't know how to convey to my parents my disappointment and really my abhorrence if the legislation that I and so many other people wish to have enacted isn't and because i i don't want to have to fight for the right to live without fear 
everyone says we are in the land of the free. That is what my parents tell me. That's what my teachers tell me. That is what my more conservative friends tell me, that I am in the place that everyone wants to be in. And when things like this happen, when people, when the majority of voters are advocating for a certain issue, especially when it pertains to gun violence, and they are not heard by the government, and they are not being served by the government in their best interests, how am I supposed to concur with that statement? Yeah, exactly. And it definitely is very draining work, I'm not going to lie. And even at our young ages, we have been able to realize that being an advocate and an activist, especially in a climate such as the one that we are in today, where a lot of people do disagree with your beliefs, uh, it's hard to keep going in the work when you don't see tangible results. And a lot of this does come from big money corporations, including the NRA, and the fact that a lot of people's decisions, especially politicians, are backed by money and usually not their moral beliefs. And a lot of people do realize that gun violence is an issue. If we're having an average of a mass shooting a day for this year and for past years, there is an issue and we need to get to the root of it. However, if there is a financial kind of benefit to not address this issue or to kind of revert back to the other way, then many people will follow that path. But it is certainly a very tough kind of field to navigate. And as it even says in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights... Which you have in the back of your phone, might I add, which is very cute. I do. We were able to make mini accordion pamphlets, so it is definitely good to stay in the know about (laughs) your rights that you have just based on being born and being alive. And I do try to incorporate this into any of my activism that I follow through with. And so one of these rights is the right to life, liberty, and personal security. And so I think that all three of these tenets are big ones that can tie into gun violence and gun violence prevention. Uh, Everybody does have the right to life, liberty, and personal security and shouldn't have to worry about their well-being just based on the state of the nation due to the lack of gun regulations and the fact that people are so easily able to kind of get a hold of these mass shooting devices and be able to cause so much just destruction in such a small amount of time. And it can really happen anywhere. You can't be expecting it. It will happen where it happens. And it's just based off of human nature, which is sad, but it is something that we have to continue working and fighting against. And although we might not see as many tangible results as we may hope, we will certainly uh, keep fighting until we get (laughs) to what we want. Yes, we will. So I completely agree with everything you said. And you talk about how the tenets of life, liberty, and personal security and how that so directly ties into guns and how essentially guns threaten it entirely. But what I want to ask you is that do the parents of your friends and your parents, do they concur with the idea that guns inherently cause destruction and cannot be used as a weapon of self-defense because i find in the the more mature generations that although they advocate for gun regulation and legislation and things of that nature they still wholeheartedly believe that guns can be used for good so how would you approach that especially as we move on to elections yeah that's a very hard field to navigate as well um 
because we can see so many examples uh, where guns have been used for good and not only for bad. But we really do need to consider all of the examples that we've seen and how much destruction has been caused by these weapons compared to the good that has been caused by them. And so many people do bring up the argument, well, you wouldn't be able to stop an active shooter or to stop somebody who's a criminal or who is dangerous without having a gun. That's the most immediate way to stop them. And that's definitely a hard argument to kind of debunk. But you do need to look at the examples of how much harm guns cause as opposed to the good that they have the potential to uh, cause and the destruction that they have the potential to prevent, but you need to look at the solid facts and what we've seen throughout history. I agree, although I'm glad you brought that up because um, we always, a lot of people say, you know, if this so-and-so had a gun, they could have prevented this or they could have stopped it or they could have curbed the amount of damage that occurred. Although we literally saw in Parkland in the most recent shooting in um, in Odessa where, where law enforcement were killed, armed, trained, um, professionals who know how to use guns, who are allegedly entirely trained to deal with these sorts of situations, and yet they had their lives taken from them by someone with a gun. So I find that that argument, it's simply not, it, it can't be universally applied because to, it's very fight fire with fire. And I think we know what that connotation is. So, but also that kind of ties into our own opinions about law enforcement, but Yeah, and exactly. As you said, none of these can really be universally applied. And it is hard to kind of have such a general statement. Not that it is extremely general. And we all know what we're talking about. Us gun violence prevention activists know what we want when we say that we want less guns available and we want more regulations. But those with opposing viewpoints may kind of work towards the fact that we don't have specific saying what we want. But also, as you said, and definitely for another podcast, but (laughs) how guns can get into the wrong hands and even the hands of people who should be using them for good, including law enforcement officers, but we've also seen throughout history and just in this nation that repeatedly these weapons of mass destruction once again have caused more harm than good. So I kind of want to... end with this topic obviously i cannot see into the future our opinions can definitely change but there's a possibility that we we might be parents in the future Mm -hmm. and we might think it's so long ago but also i thought that my senior year was so long in the future so but so yeah we it's possible that we'll be parents at some point so what i want to ask you is what would especially given your background in activism and your background living in basically the era of mass school shootings and mass shootings in general, what would you want your kids to say to you? It definitely will be a hard topic for them to bring up, but I hope it does get easier and they get more comfortable with it in the future as compared to it is now. Yeah, I agree. I can only hope that the situation gets better as years progress. Obviously, we have younger, more progressive politicians um, in Congress and hopefully later in the Senate and then hopefully later in the White House and in the cabinet. But yeah. we're at this point, we are clinging on to hope, but we're working to make that hope a reality. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully this will only continue on into the future and so that our 
possible future children will <laughs> feel more comfortable talking about gun violence prevention and trying to find ways that they can get involved. And hopefully this situation has progressed much more uh, so it isn't as dire as it is right now. But I hope that they still continue to fight for what they believe in, whether that be gun violence or any other issue. Yeah, really, I just hope that they convey that they care as much as we did. Exactly. Well, we're out of time, everyone, but thank you for listening, and peace out, everybody. You have been listening to a Women Against Gun Violence podcast hosted by Saba Johnson. For over 25 years, Women Against Gun Violence has been working to prevent gun violence through both its innovative programs and strong and effective gun legislation. To support this organization and podcast, consider making a donation at our website, www.wagv.org.